This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real-life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Today's guest is the spunky money mentor behind the keyboard at Redefining Posh, an online personal finance education company. She founded Redefining Posh out of her fervent passion to help women slay their debt and navigate the choppy waters of their finances. Her groundbreaking slay system combines her nearly 20 years of accounting experience and her own extraordinary personal journey to debt freedom to educate and motivate scores of families to ditch their debt, master their finances, and experience true financial peace. Find her at redefiningposh.com where you can grab a free copy of her no BS debt-free jumpstarter. I am super excited to welcome Yvonne Jimerson to the show. Yvonne, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I have been wanting to pick your brain for a few months now. So it is just such a thrill for me to have you here and for my audience to be able to to hear your thoughts because I think money is one of those things that is often sort of an enigma. And especially when you become a mom, um, there, there are so many things that you know, you want to spend money on, but maybe feel like you shouldn't because you have kids now. And there are so many dynamics tied to that. So I'm really excited to dive into that with you today. Yes, ma'am. You are so right. And it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I'm excited to talk about it. I mean, we, as women, we have so much placed on us, so many self-limiting beliefs that we have and especially surrounding money. So if I can bust those up for some of my girls out there, yes, ma'am. Let's get Amen. into it. <laughs> I love it. So I just wanted to recap for everyone how we met. Yes. Yvonne is actually coming to us from California and I am in Florida mm-hmm. as I've always, you know, I, as I always say. Um, and we actually met in Florida Mm-hmm. Almost a year ago. Can you believe that? I Almost can't a year ago. <laughs> no, you were pregnant. You were still pregnant. I know. Nicholas. Um, you were like super pregnant. You I know. Were, you were like <laughs> ready, ready to drop pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were, as many of my guests have been, we were both selected to be part of Ruth Sukup's very first Get Ruth workshop where we got some very raw, real, honest, and incredibly valuable feedback about our online businesses and our blogs. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just admire Yvonne from the get-go. I love your energy, Yvonne. I love how welcoming you are. I love, I really, I just love the way you you have tough love with people and you're so passionate about what you do and you're so fun. 
Thank you. <laughs> I feel the same. You know, and I saw you. I'm like, oh, honey, it's slave. Look at her outfit. You are just oh. so put together. Oh, <laughs> the feelings are mutual. And I'm, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, we've had the opportunity to be in each other's circles and each other's realm and uh, that you have not forgotten little old me. <laughs> Oh, please. I would never forget you. So actually, you are the most fun personal finance person I know, and I am married to a banker. So that's oh, something. Yeah, thank you. John hears this. Honey, you're still fun in other ways. So <laughs> I love the advice you give to women on your website, redefiningposh.com. And you talk a lot about having the right money mindset. So what mm-hmm. is a money mindset? Basically, a money mindset, that's when you start talking a little bit about the psychology of, uh, you know, what we believe surrounding money, our unique beliefs, our unique attitude that we have about money. I mean, it's the stories and the programs that we have running in our head um, that, you know, that basically drives our habits, our spending decisions, you know, overall how you handle your money. Um, and it's both the things that we're consciously aware of, as well as the things that we are not subconscious, you know, well, subconsciously that are there. Um, and it's, it's, you know, things like, you know, when I was younger, you know, I would have, we were heavy in a church and a lot of people believe that, you know, you can't make it into heaven if you're rich and you get comments like that. And so- Yeah. And so it's things like, you know, little comments like that or beliefs that you were taught growing up or seeing how your parents handle money. All of that is set in your formative years and is what makes up your money mindset as you get older. Again, some of these things are things that you consciously are aware of. And some of it is things that you're not aware of. Um, And again, your money mindset is so important to really dive into because it's going to really dictate how you handle your money, whether it's well or whether it's not. Yeah, that's right. And so what would you consider to be sort of the right money mindset for a woman to have, especially a woman who is perhaps, you know, in debt, which is, is the majority of women you talk to? I would say the right money mindset to have first and foremost is understanding that you have a seat as a woman, you have a seat at the table to talk about money. Mm -hmm. It is not just the husband's responsibility. It's not, Oh, sweetie, I got it. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Uh, One of the biggest things that I run into is so many women who go through a divorce or they become a widow or, you know, if for some unforeseen reason they become, you know, it becomes necessary for them to manage the money. And they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, girl. Like, (laughs) what's this? What's that? Bills, this bills, that like he handled it all, you know? So in your money mindset, one limiting belief that you have to kind of destroy is that this is not a table for you to be at. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Women love that. can handle money just as well as our counterparts. We should be involved in the money conversations and know that, yes, you can be bad girl. You could be a, a money maven, you know? Uh, so that's one of the first things, you know, to really get it on a, on a, a good path and having a healthy relationship with money is knowing that, yes, you're supposed to be involved in this conversation too. You know, I, I actually really need to hear that because I am married to a banker and I will admit that I, I used to joke around that I, I would say we could be bankrupt and I would have no idea because he really <laughs> handles everything and, and he's yeah. very open. He welcomes me to the table yeah. to sit down mm-hmm. with him. And I have to admit that I haven't felt an, an urgency to learn mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to get more involved because 
I have had that kind of mindset. So I, yeah. I love hearing you remind people, especially women, that mm-hmm. they, they do have a seat at the table, that they can learn it because sometimes it right. does seem a little intimidating and that they really should. And you know what? You hit the nail on the head right there. I, I feel like a lot of my clientele, my readers, my people, they avoid it because they feel like, oh my goodness, that is so overwhelming. Again, mm-hmm. that's all your money mindset. If you're going to think about it that way, then of course, yes, it's going to feel very overwhelming. Um, but you have to realize that, you know, at some point, however it comes along, you're going to either have to teach your children about money or you're going to have to you have to do something on your own. And so why not be prepared for that? Why not be in the know? Why not be, you know, a power team when it comes to your finances, which you definitely should be. And so, yeah, it, you hit that right on the head. Mm-hmm. I love that you said power team, because that's yes. exactly what it feels like. It's very yes. empowering to mm-hmm. understand money, how your finances work, what you can do to change your personal financial situation. And that's what this episode is all about. It's about empowering women to have that paradigm shift and start taking different action and viewing money in a different way. So that kind of brings me to the whole concept of redefining posh. So can you Mm -hmm. explain to everyone, you know, what that means? Yes, absolutely. So Redefining posh is basically a little bit about my backstory. Um, you know, my husband and I, uh, I was in the exact same shoes. You know, I didn't, I didn't do, you know, we got married, I got married very young. And so my husband's like 10 years older than I am. He's ancient. Don't tell him I told you so. But <laughs> <laughs> so I just let him handle all the money. I had no clue. Like, he, you know, we'd be going here and doing that and going on vacation. And we lived a really nice baller lifestyle. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one day he came home from work and he's like, yeah, you know, the doors were chained. And I'm like, wait, hold up, pause, pause the train real quick. Say that again, run that back. And he's it basically, you know, his company, the doors were changed and, and chained and had gone out of business overnight. And Uh-oh. so, yeah, like our whole little baller lifestyle just came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we started to peel back the cover on our finances, you know, you know, as I was going through and looking, I'm like, I didn't know we had this much debt. Why the heck would we take on this much debt? Who who agreed to this? Well, sis, you did because you decided not to sit at the table. (laughs) You can't complain about what's served if you're not going to even come in the kitchen. Right. And so, you know, it was was really eye-opening to see that, hey, you know, even indecision or being passive is still making a decision not to be involved in the finances and accepting, you know, kind of what comes past down. Um, and so as we begin to climb out of it, you know, we had to really work on our money mindset and understanding how we got where we were, why we were there and how to dig ourselves out. And in that process, we began to redefine, you know, what we considered to be a good mindset to have a, uh, redefine what success and what true wealth looked like for us and our family and the legacy that we wanted to leave our children. And so, you know, through that, I wanted to show other women, you know, other professional women that, you know, as you start to work on your money mindset and you become that power couple and that power team, you know, sometimes we have to sit down and say, okay, what stories, what program, and we have to start redefining, you know, and redefining what, what that should be, the stories that we want to tell, the legacy we want to leave our children as far as wealth. Um, And we've got to sit down and redefine that. And that's what I help people do. 
I, I love that. And I love, again, the power behind that because it's an mm-hmm. intentional choice to redefine. Exactly. And I also love that you mentioned professional women because you mm-hmm. were an accountant when you when you incurred all this debt. You know, it's not like you were a yeah. college student. And right. I think that can be sort of a subject of shame for some professional women. Like, it's, you know, Absolutely. I'm a lawyer. So, mm-hmm. And we get into a lot of debt with, with law school, but we don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it because we're supposed mm-hmm. to be making so much money. So I, right. I really think that's an important part of your story and really important for people to understand that this can happen to anybody and, but there is a way out and there are really Mm -hmm. empowering decisions you can make as you're climbing out. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I have so many women come to me and they say, girl, hold up. I am just, I make too much money to be broke. Like what Uh is going on? You know, and it is, it's very, you know, so many people, they stay in it and because it's embarrassing, you know, they don't want to say, because you know, the comment would be, how are you living paycheck to change paycheck, but yet you make six figures like this is uh, something's not adding up. But again, you know, if your mind isn't in the right place and you haven't learned how to handle your money in a way that, you know, supports your lifestyle and growing well, then yeah, you're going to end up under a whole mountain of decks of debt standing on your neck. And, and, you know, yeah, that's what we do. We help you to dig out of that. And one of the key things that I would tell someone in that situation is there is no shame. There is no shame in reaching out. There is no right. shame in learning how to manage your money well so that you can, I mean, you're in one of the best positions ever. It's not, you don't got an income problem, you got a habit problem. Right. That's easy to solve. I love that mindset. You know, income problem is a little different, but hey, you've got the income to do it. So you're starting off way ahead of the game. Now let's just work on your mind. There is no shame in asking for help. Amen. It's so true. It is. There is no shame in asking for help. And again, this goes back to our mindset and kind of what we're taught that, you know, if you can't do it all, obviously you're not holding it together. If you can't get everything, you know, if you can't do hit everything on your to-do list, you're not keeping it together well. Uh, no, we're not meant to do it all. And there is no shame. And it's absolutely necessary that we reach out and ask for help. That we say, you know what? No, I'm not built to do all of this. This is insane. Yeah, I need help. And you should definitely, whatever way that help comes from, if that's taking Nikki's course coming out, girl, I can't wait, push the button, let's do it. Or going and getting those self-help books or, or reaching out to friends who are like you and understand what you're going through or just finding a mentor online, someone to follow. You know, yes, we definitely need to ask for help. Thank you so much for mentioning my course coming out. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to help a lot of working moms. It's going to launch in December and be live in January. And it is the no-fail time management system for working moms. So more on that coming soon. You recently debunked certain myths about getting out of debt. And there was one in particular that I really want to dive into deeply Mm -hmm. today. And Mm -hmm. that is, there is only one way out, frugal city. (laughs) <laughs> Let's discuss this myth in the debt plan context first. Why is this a myth? It's a myth. Like I want to <laughs> shout it to the mountaintops. Like stop people. Stop it with this. Okay. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit. So I like to kind of look at debt or, you know, or your money situation and kind of, you know, run it parallel to how we look at losing weight. Right. I think that they're very, they're very similar. 
in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the regards of, you know, when you lose weight, you got to show a certain discipline and all that, but there are so many different ways to attack the problem. I mean, you have Atkins diet, beach diet, you know, the beach diet, all these different ways to do it, um, to hit the goal that you want. So why is it any different when it comes to money? Why are people made to feel badly because they still want to live their lives, but yet they're in debt? I mean, exactly. yeah, I'm in debt, but I ain't dead. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to go lock myself in the house and become a hermit, you know, for the sake of, well, I'm trying to get out of debt. I feel like it, it's a conversation that has become unbalanced. And so mm-hmm. the reason that I say it's a myth is because, you know, a lot of gurus out there are teaching people that the only, obviously you don't want it bad enough if you're not willing to bike to work and get rid of your car. You don't want it bad enough if you're not willing to have rice and beans every day. That's simply not true. It is not mutually exclusive to want to be a good financial steward of your money as well as still live your life like you're alive and kicking. It's not mutually exclusive. That is so freeing. It, it, it is. And so, you know, I want people to understand that, you know, yes, it's all about how you think about it and the way that you're going to frame it in your mind. Are you going to come from a scarcity standpoint? Mm-hmm. You can't scrooge your way to wealth. I'm sorry, but you can't. You can't scrooge your way to wealth. You cannot. You, you cannot. heard it here first, ladies. I love that quote. <laughs> You can't scrooge your way to wealth. So, you know, I mean, let's be real here. You know, people are not going to stop. You're not going to get rich off of saving $2 on a latte. Now, I will preface this by saying, give a little disclaimer. Yes, you do have to make financial, better financial decisions and better choices. And when you learn better, you will do better and you will make better decisions. So that doesn't mean, what I'm saying does not mean that you just get to go have a financial free for all and just live the way you want. You can't do that. Excuse me. You can't do that either. But yes, you can make smart choices with your money that allows you to do both. You still get to live. You still get to enjoy what you work hard for while setting a firm financial foundation. I love that you said what what you work hard for because I think yeah. that there that's where the resistance comes from sometimes and those habits come from. It's exactly mm-hmm. what you said. I make too much money to be broke. I can totally mm-hmm. hear people saying that. Mm-hmm. And feeling like I deserve this. I work so hard. I deserve Mm -hmm. to spend my Mm -hmm. money on this. So I love that you're showing people a way to still have a little bit of that life that they want while making progress on climbing Mm -hmm. up yet. So what's an example of a way that they can do that? Yeah, absolutely. Win. Quick win. Okay. So if you know, let's go back to something that, you know, People always discuss, people always discuss the lattes, right? They always, you got to cut the lattes out. You got to cut the lattes out. Okay. So if lattes bring you joy, if it is an experience for you, I know some people that are, I mean, they are like, you know, they could tell you where the coffee bean came from. They could tell you how it's processed. I mean, that's an experience of joy for them. Mm -hmm. Why would I then therefore tell them you need to cut that out of your life if you're serious about getting your finances in order. That's counterintuitive. They will not stick with the plan. They will fall right. off the plan. Exactly. It's just not going to work. So quick win is when you sit down and you think about the way that you spend money, you think about what you spend money on, and you're going to take the things 
all you're doing is switching. We're not looking to cut out all this stuff out of your life. But if I know that for me, I'm a tea drinker and I, I enjoy making my teas and, you know, watching them flower in this special pot, blah, 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 whatever, then why am I going to continue to spend my money on something like soda? You know, right. so you, so you make a switch. So it's just taking the things that are not a true experience for you that don't bring real joy, that don't enhance your life and taking that, that spending and shifting it into another avenue, such as paying off your debt, you know? Right. So we're not, we're not going to eliminate things that we love out of our lives just for the sake of saying, you know, it, it's, the, you, there's no badge, you get no, no, no trophy for, you know, let's see who can live like the poorest pauper ever. That just doesn't make sense. And again, <laughs> people fall off the wagon with that. So, again, you know, so to put it succinctly, look at your spending in a realistic way. And Marie Kondo, your money, does this bring me joy? Right. You know, if it doesn't, let it go, sis. Let it go. Put the money somewhere else where it can really be used and put, you know, to, to start setting that firm foundation. That's awesome advice. I really love that. So I think this myth we've been talking about, which is that frugal city is the only way to go, also mm -hmm. takes shape in the form of a lie we tell ourselves as yes. moms. Yes, absolutely. So often, I know, we tell ourselves that we need to be frugal when it comes to our own needs. Mm -hmm. I like to say it's where imposter syndrome and personal finances intersect. Do you see this a lot oh, with Oh my gosh, yes. And I love that. Say that one more time for the people in the back. Where imposter syndrome and personal finances intersect. Preach, That's girl. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Preach. Yes. I see this so much in the moms that come to me. It's everything else. And it's also part of, you know, something that we're enculturated with that if you're a good mom, all of the things must come before your own needs. Mm -hmm. You know, your child's needs. Well, my husband needs this and my kids got this and I need to do this for the house. And everything pertaining to our self-care and our needs is put on the back burner and you're praised for that. You get, you get kudos for that. And no, we give yourself kudos too. You, we do. We give ourselves yeah. kudos. Isn't that insane? No, that doesn't. No, let's, let's, let's shake this up a bit. So let me give you an analogy, which I'm sure everyone who's ever been on a plane, which I'm sure we all have been, what do they tell you about, you know, when the plane gets all crazy and decides it wants to crash and your little mask pops out of the ceiling, what do you do? They tell you to put your own mask on first Amen. before you attempt to help someone else. Why is that? Can you imagine if you're trying to be a super mom and get your mask on your four kids and you get to the second kid and you pass out because you couldn't get the mask on the rest of the kids? Well, yep. I mean, you caused more damage. It, it would have made more sense for you to put your mask on to make sure that you're okay. Because when your tank is full, when your emotional needs are met, then you have more to give as a mom. And so when it comes to the financial realm, if you don't take care of your needs, and I'm going to put it this way, your wants are needs. And why do I say that? Actually, I'll come back to that. But if you are not going to take care of yourself, your tank will be empty and you won't have to give and to pour into your family, into your babies, into your marriage, into the friends around you. So yeah, it's absolutely imperative that you break that mindset that you have to be frugal or my needs have to come last in order for me to feel like I'm being a, a great mother or a great wife. It's just not true. 
And it's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. If you want to be a good wife and a good mother, then you have to meet those, those needs yourself. So tell us more about why your wants are your needs. Your wants are your needs, girl. Okay. So if you're spending money on something, anything, I don't care what it is. It's because you need it. If the way that our minds are set up, have you ever tried to convince yourself that you don't need a purse that you've fallen in love with? <laughs> Does it work? Of no. course it doesn't work. Of no, it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. But it I have definitely work. tried it. I mean, like exactly. for a second. And then I'm exactly. like, Exactly. Eh. Eh, you're like, no, I'm getting it. That's because we're fulfilling some type of need by making that purchase. We spend money because we're fulfilling some type of need. And so whether that's because right now I'm really sad and I need something to distract me, that's what your need is in the moment. Uh, you know, or I, I'm, you know, excited and I want to celebrate. So I go out and I spend money on, you know, buying around for the house, whatever it is in that moment in your mind and in your body, it understands it as this is the need that I have in that moment. And so when big financial gurus tell you, oh no, you have to identify what's a want and a need. Well, it becomes difficult because in your mind at that moment, it was absolutely a need and you needed that thing. So it's just an ineffective way of trying to decipher what things that you should be including or cutting out of your, you know, your financial habits. And it's just really ineffective. Don't get me on my soapbox, girl. It's just don't make no sense. (laughs) If I'm spending the money, obviously my brain thinks I need it. (laughs) So how do we differentiate between those moments where we feel like we need it and those moments where we're just in a bad habit loop? What I tell my girls, my slayers, I tell them that you need to understand personal finance is very personal. That's why it's called personal finance. Everyone has a unique set of needs, a unique set of desires, a unique set of experiences that make and form up their money mindset. And so you need to understand uh, yourself and start to try to understand why you make certain purchases or, or uh, why you don't make certain purchases or why you feel a certain way about uh, you know driving what kind of car you drive or things like that. And when you begin to understand that, you can see, again, when you know better, you do better. So understanding that in your mind, all these things are needs, but I need to differentiate which needs are going to help push me towards my goal and which ones are going to detract from that goal. So for example, if I know that when my husband leaves to go on a business trip, I usually, I'm pretty sad before he even crosses the threshold of the door. And that is going to trigger me to want to watch every single minute of HSN or QVC and buy every (laughs) single thing on there because I need to fill that lonely space that I'm feeling or that sadness that I'm feeling. I'm not going to deny that need, but what I am going to do is I'm going to put safeguards in place so that I'm not over here burning up every credit card I have. Right. And so, so what can I do? I can, you know, say, I know that I'm going to have this need when he leaves. How can I fill it? How can I proactively fill this need prior to just going on a shopping binge when he needs? And so that's how you begin to decipher is by one, understanding your money mindset, how it's developed, why you spend the way you spend, you know, or don't spend the way you spend. And then learning to work with your unique personality and putting safeguards for the things that you decide, you know what, this doesn't necessarily serve me in becoming, you know, a 
a, a master of my money? How can I still honor the need that I have, but in a way that will support that? Right. Like a more productive way. Exactly. Yes. So in that, along those lines of, of needs, I was going to say wants and needs, but in (laughs) in terms of needs and spending money on ourselves, what Mm -hmm. are your thoughts when a mom tells herself she can't afford to invest in herself? I call BS. I call BS. And yes, this is a tough love stance, but it's a tough love stance because girl, I love you. And I, I see you and I know where you're standing at. And I want to tell you, absolutely not. You are in your home. You are the linchpin for holding it all together. You're the linchpin for handing out all of the emotional care and love and all of that to your family. And if you do not take care of yourself, you're going to cost yourself more down the line than if you just spent the $5 on the latte. Right. Or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. The manicure or the pedicure, because again, you have to keep your tank full. You have to keep your tank full. You have to place yourself as a priority. You have to place that mask on your face. And so when they tell me, oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I'm like, okay, let's, let's sit down and, and do an audit real quick. I'm pretty sure that you have no less than three subscriptions somewhere that mean absolutely nothing to you that you could eliminate right now and put that money towards something that really brings joy in your life. Do you really listen to all those audible books every year? If I mean, every, every month, do you have credits <laughs> that are just sitting there? Put that money toward, put it aside for doing things that are going to fill your tank. You know, again, it all goes back to looking at how you're spending your money on things. If it's not things that are bringing you true joy, then stop. It's just that simple. Stop and divert. Right. Stop and divert. I like that. How often do you say to yourself, I love my mom life? A lot, hopefully. But if sometimes you sort of feel like motherhood is one long ride on the hot mess express, you're not alone. As a mom, you have the best intentions of getting your to-do list, your goals, and you know, your life in order. And sometimes you kind of do. But then a small human asks you repeatedly for a snack and you completely lose track of what you are doing. Sound familiar? Our mission at Your Ideal Mom Life is to help moms take back their time and get more of what they want. And we have a fun and simple and free way to help you make that happen. It's called the Mom Life Challenge. During this challenge, you'll learn how to create a mom life you absolutely love. In three days, you'll jumpstart the habits you need to organize your life and your schedule. Translation, less mom fails, more winning. And did I mention it's free? Visit us at youridealmomlife.com and click on the banner at the top of the page to join thousands of moms who are taking back their time and loving their mom life again. I think a lot of times being frugal when it comes to spending money on ourselves is one Mm -hmm. of the ways we as moms buy into the lie that our needs aren't as important as the needs of our kids and our families. So what advice would you give to a mom who wants to create her ideal life, whether that's by investing in herself, you know, Mm -hmm. self-care, taking a course, Mm -hmm. or taking back her time by paying other people to help her around the house or with her kids? 
I would say, first of all, start small. You can't, this is not a change because this is stuff that has, that's been rooted in. It is deep in your bones. It is deep in your memory. I mean, you, it's thrown at you from every single ad showing mom taking care of herself at the last minute of the day. No, sis, self-care for you needs to start first thing in the morning, not Mm -hmm. after you've given everything to everyone else. And now you're going to jump in the bath. I'm not saying that it's not okay to do that, but self, you need to fill yourself up when you get up in the morning so that you have something to give throughout the day. And so when it comes to that mindset, to me, that is a frugal and scarcity mindset to think yep. that, okay, I'll give myself the last of what's left, the last of what's left. Well, most of the time you're not going to have anything left. And so the reason I say that to start small is because again, it can be overwhelming to think that now I've got to overhaul my whole mindset. I don't know where to start and I've got to, you know, forget it. I'll just worry about, again, I'll worry about myself later. I got more important. Yeah. Later. No, later is now. And so when I say start small, just think about the simple things, the simple things that you can do. If it is, you know, you know, I I want someone to teach me. I want to go ahead and get a course, which I know that uh, Mrs. Nikki, you are developing a course that I can't wait to get my hands on, you know, as far as, you know, getting my whole shebang together. But if you want to take a course, if that's the way that you understand your personality that you learn, and that's going to help you stick with something, then yes, get a course. If it's going to be, you know, well, I'm going to, I can go grab a couple books if I have a few minutes and I love to read, do that. The only thing that I would say is to smart, small, don't take, don't bite off too much. Start with one small thing, which if it's, you know, getting up five minutes earlier to have that quick cup of coffee by yourself so you can fill yourself up, then that's where you start. Whatever small step that you can take, do that. So start small, don't get overwhelmed and uh, stay consistent. That's what okay. I would say. Yeah, I, that, I think that's great advice. And I think that can even apply with the action you take in terms of asking people to help you. So Absolutely. maybe you don't go out and hire a housekeeper, a nanny, a cook all at once, but right. maybe you just dip your toe in the water and, and get a mother's helper to come in while you're still there. So you can kind of see how it works out and you don't have to pay her as much because you're still there and, and get everybody exactly. used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, or same thing. Like maybe you have someone come and just clean. If like, say, let's say you have two stories, they just mm-hmm. clean the downstairs or just clean right. the bathrooms or right. something like that. But just so you can experience what it's like to have exactly. a taste of, of letting someone help you and how much that will fill you up because mm-hmm. you have time to focus on things that really matter. Yes. Okay. We need a clean house, right? We don't want to be living like hoarders, right? We don't want (laughs) to have like animals in our, you know, like creating some kind of hazard in our home. Certainly that is important, but it doesn't have to be done by you. It could be done Mm -hmm. by somebody else. And yes, that's going to cost you money, but it all goes back to that mindset of being Mm -hmm. willing to invest in you and and take Mm -hmm. that time back for you so that you can create what you want to experience. So I love that idea of starting small because it makes it a little more palatable for some Mm -hmm. moms who feel like, no, that's my job. I'm supposed to do it all. I'm supposed to go exactly. to work and I'm supposed to take care of the kids and I'm supposed to cook and I'm supposed to clean and I'm supposed to do all the laundry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to swallow in little bite-sized pieces, just like any goal, right? Exactly. In bite-sized pieces. And I mean, it's crazy. Like you're hitting, I mean, girl, you're hitting all the points. You know, we, we give ourselves this impossible to-do list and we say that if it's, you know, if we're not 
accomplishing all those things, then we're not great at, at momming. We're like, we're failing at this. And, you know, and then it continued to put our needs in the back burner, which is right. absolutely crazy. But one of the things that, you know, going back to starting small, that first helped me to break out of this mindset was it took me a long time to come around. My girlfriend would always say, girl, there's this new thing you need to try. It's called Instacart. Just try it. Just try it. Just try it. And I'm like, I'm not paying somebody to go get my groceries when it takes me two seconds to run down there. But when I, I, what, how did I have, Oh, when I had my first, my first uh, son, you know, I, I had a C-section and I couldn't go and get the groceries. And so I, I did Instacart girl. It was a life changing and life affirming changing, life changing. Somebody came and got my grocery list and went to the store and magically two hours later, there's groceries at my doorstep. What in the world? Magical. And from there, I begin to look around my life like, oh my God, what else can I get off my plate? What else can I outsource? And Mm -hmm. it was a process at first to really, to let go of that perfectionism, that lie in my head telling me I had to be the one to manually do all of this if I wanted to be a good mom. And really it came down to, no, 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 no. That's not being a good mom. Being a good mom is making sure that my emotional tank is full enough to get to pour into my family and that they have the resources and things there that they need. But that doesn't mean that I have to personally do it. Absolutely. First of all, I think it's hilarious that you ever in your life thought that it would take you two seconds to go grocery shopping. (laughs) No woman ever has ever really taken two seconds to go grocery shopping. So, Nope. But tell me that's not a lie that we tell ourselves all the time. Oh no, it only takes this, you know, oh no, I can, I can finish the laundry. You know, it only takes a couple hours, girl. We can hang out afterwards. And then you never get to hang out with your girlfriend because it really takes you 53 hours to do the laundry because you're chasing kids around and you got to stop for dinner and you got to do this and you got to do that. We yep. tell us we tell ourselves crazy lies like that all the time. Yes, no, you are exactly right. Thank you for calling me on that, girl. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is my next question, though. What do you say to those moms who respond to, for example, the Instacart recommendation and say, but I have all these coupons I was going to use, and I had clipped all these coupons, and now I can't use the coupons because I'm using Instacart. Okay, first of all, let's discuss the coupon thing. Don't get me started. You got me on the soapbox again. You are you are invited onto the soapbox. Let me get on the soapbox. How long did it take you to cut all those coupons out? First of all, like 5,000 years when you really could have been <laughs> spending time <laughs> doing something for yourself when you want to tell me, hey, I don't have time for myself. I don't got, yes, you do. Stop clipping all them coupons out. Uh-uh. I am laughing so hard because it's so <laughs> true. It's so true. And I know women like you because you're just like me. Not only do you clip the coupons out, then you want to go organize them. Don't tell me you don't have a coupon organizer. I know you do. So let me tell you right now that I no longer, (laughs) I no longer clip the coupons. Although I did do it for a long time because it, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was saving a lot of money. I I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. and it was like a game. It was like a game. Mm -hmm. I was winning against the grocery store. However, however, it's hilarious because you're right. It took me. It took me so long <laughs> to do it. Exactly, exactly. Pro- it's probably like a good 30 to 90 minutes I could have been spending my kids. So <laughs> exactly. I am laughing well, at myself in hindsight. Oh, wait a minute. Did you, did you just catch what you just did? You said it's 30 to 60 minutes I could have been doing what? Spending time with my kids. Or, you're right. I could have been, been spending it on myself. 
Exactly. And, exactly and, right. and guess what? I know so many of you out there, please guys, listen to me. So many of you will hear what I just said and go, oh my God, how selfish. She would tell her what well, not to spend time with the kids. No, that's not what I'm saying. But we have to get out of that shame mindset that it's not okay for us to take and spend that time for ourselves. Okay, here we go. Going back to yeah. that mask. Put that mask on. You're right. You're right. No, and, and I totally agree with you. I actually use that analogy a lot. Mm-hmm. And last week we hosted Beth Hoff from Favorite Families and really talked mm-hmm. about how the quality of your relationship with your children has nothing to do with the amount of time you spend with them. And there are so many ways to connect with them meaningfully Mm -hmm. in short bursts of time. So absolutely, you're right. I find myself sometimes still falling into that language, that sort of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. habit. Honestly, it's just a habit, but you're you're right. I totally agree with you. Yep. And so let me go back to this coupon clipping. So you know, coupons have a, a place in some people's lives. I'm not, you know, we can't just disregard that. There are some people who, you know, they, they absolutely get by feeding their family clip, clipping coupons. It's a necessity for them and that's okay. But I'm saying to not let it become a crutch, not let it become, well, I have to do this in order. No, you don't have to do anything. This goes back to your mindset. If that's the place that you're going to pigeonhole yourself, then you're going to stay stuck there. But it's about becoming intentional with what you're doing. You know, are you intentionally looking for the ways that are going to free you up to be able to have that time to have self-care? Are you going to intentionally look at ways to free up cash flow to be able to put into taking care of yourself? You know, and this isn't selfish. The way that we have been told that it's selfish if you want time away from your hubby and your kids. And we're told that, you know, you're not a good mom if... You can't do every single thing. Do you know that way back in the day, and this might be a tangent, but I'm, I mean, talking about way, way back in biblical times, they had teams of servants to do things. They had wet nurses and nannies mm-hmm. and teachers and cooks. And, but yet now we're all of a sudden expected to be, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a right, child. That's where it right? comes from. That's exactly that's where that where phrase comes, comes from. from. Because yep. it takes a literal village to raise a child. But yet now here these days, you're supposed to be a sex kitten and a perfect housewife and a, and a girl for real. And, you know, and, and the nanny and the school driver and forget Rona, Rona up in here, gotten us turned into, you know, homeschool and teachers too. Right. Everything all falls on the woman's shoulders, but yet for you to get a little break is selfish. BS. I agree. So that is what Instacart, for example, and other Mm -hmm. ways of outsourcing can absolutely give you. And, and even if you want to think about it in terms of, of, like you said, where you're intentionally putting your money. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm foregoing the coupon savings by using Instacart and I am paying a little bit of a premium because Mm -hmm it's kind of built into the Instacart prices, but mm-hmm. I'm getting back time that I could be spending producing income. I could be right. spending time on, on working mm-hmm. or on my business or, or whatever it may be. You know, I, I think that that's another thing that women really have to consider is that time coming back to you can be used in a very productive way, either on yourself or self-care or on actually working and producing income. Exactly. I mean, it can be used in a, a, a myriad of different ways, but what's what the whole point here is that what it's really giving you back is your choices. It's giving back your choices for you to be able to decide 
you know, exactly what I'm going to do at this time. And it gives you the ability to say, I'm going to be intentional about the way that I'm going to, you know, spend this time. And for any, you know, for everybody listening, I just want to tell you, you have permission. I give you permission, you know, love it to, to, to take care, to do that to take care of yourself, to give yourself those choices back, to give your time, get that time back. I mean, you know, and, and an hour spent is an hour of your life, but stop spending it. So willy nilly on things that are not going to bring you joy, things that are going to suck out of, out of your life and out of your tank, thereby sucking out of your family, you know, as a byproduct. And I think that's the caveat there, right? If it's mm-hmm. not bringing you joy, if coupon mm-hmm. clipping brings you joy, then that is a form of self care. That is a well, way absolutely. for you to yes. be spending time on yourself. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna lock the door, put on some music, get all my coupons. Mm-hmm. Like if that's something mm-hmm. you actually enjoy, then then of course, of course you would. Same thing goes with like absolutely the toilet or doing right. laundry. If that's something that brings you joy, mm-hmm. then absolutely you would continue doing it because that is a way for you to give back to yourself. If it's not bringing you joy, which for most of us, it is not bringing joy. First of all, I want to say if there are, if there are any mamas out there who enjoy scrubbing toilets, honey, I got a couple toilets in this house that need some attention and you are more than welcome to come over. Yes. We can be best friends. Yeah. Let's be best friends. Right. You're so right. If those things bring you joy, whatever it is, no one can tell you that only you can decide that. But yeah, if you enjoy clipping them coupons, sis, then guess what? You should find some money to make that even easier on you so you can enjoy it even more. Go get you a paper cutter, self-care, do it. Right. Right. I love that. (laughs) Well, this has been absolutely awesome. So eye-opening. I think I thought I had a pretty good handle on my money mindset, but even just sitting here with you right now, you've really given me some ahas. So I I love that you were you're here, that you took the time on Pacific time to be with yes. me this afternoon. <laughs> and I really am so excited for people to go to redefiningposh.com, get their debt-free mm. jump starter and start making some changes. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. And you know, I can't, I, I can't just I can't wait to see what else you do on this platform. It's it's here helping so many women to really conquer their mindsets and blast through all those things that we think and to, and to grow. So I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of that. I am really trying to get out there and help mamas with their mindset and all the, the sort of spider web of areas that trickles into. And Mm -hmm. it's really just such a thrill to have someone like you here to help us with that message. Thank you. Well, that wraps up today's chat with Yvonne Jimerson. I hope you took something of value here, whether it's her quick win or her ideas for how to live your life the way you want to live it, but still climb out of debt. Visit her at redefiningposh.com and we'll see you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.